Welcome to Awaken with Victoria Bond. I am your host, Victoria. I'm a spiritual empowerment coach, a psychic medium, and a business mentor. In this podcast, you will be able to dive in to everything from conscious parenting, human design, psychic development, and business. I interview some of the top leaders in this field. So if you're a facilitator, a mother, or you're going through an awakening process, this is the podcast to listen to. You can find all the information to every show in the show notes and dive deeper into any area that you are choosing. I can't wait to connect with you. I'll see you inside. Hey everyone, it's Victoria here. I just wanted to jump in and tell you a little bit about the episode today. So I interview my client, Marianne Till. She has been with me for nearly two years now. And in that time, she has done magnificent mediumship and many of my masterminds. Now, the coolest thing about this is Marianne is the founder of Living by Your Design. She is a school teacher of 35 years. She is a self-projected 1-3 projector. And we dive deep into the essence of children and their designs, how this can help family dynamics. We're talking about the education system and how, if and how and when we bring in human design, how that can completely change the system that we are in now. I really recommend this episode for those of you that have anything to do with children, whether you're a school teacher, whether you're a mother, whether you're an auntie, um, you know, however children are in your life. And also if you are wanting to have a bigger impact in your life now, if you are desiring to align to your design, this is a perfect episode. Marianne shares how she quantum leapt from being like not fully aligned, not really knowing how to listen to her intuition to then becoming a channeled, a channeled medium who also teaches and does human design readings. It is absolutely amazing how she has collapsed timelines. And of course, it brings so much joy to my heart because I have been able to witness her grow in the time that we have been coaching. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Awaken with Victoria Bond. We've got a very special guest, Mary Ann Till. Welcome, Mary Ann. So lovely to have you here today. Oh, it's great to be here, Victoria. So, Mary Ann, you are the founder of Living by Your Human Design. You are a glorious school teacher. So, you've been doing that for a very long time. And of course, there's so many other modalities that you have delved into. But the one thing that I love about you is that you are a one three self-projected projector. So before I go any further, I would just like to open the floor so you can introduce yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're up to. And yeah, and let's get this conversation started. Okay. Well, as you said, I'm a 1-3 SPP, which took me a little while to kind of see how that was working, but now I kind of embrace it, which is cool. So yes, as you said, I've been teaching for maybe 35 years, something like that. And there is certainly energy 
a, you know, in my design around being a teacher. So that that makes sense that I went into that area, but there was also this feeling of it being a little bit limiting as well. So that's why tapping into my line one investigating energy, I've spent my entire life learning stuff essentially. So I've got so many different areas of of education, I suppose, around knowledge as well as just stuff I've investigated. So essentially that has kind of led me on a interesting little pathway that brought me into your sphere and starting to explore really the deeper deepest part of who I am, you know, how how I am actually a you know, gifted intuitive, I suppose, which was something that I never thought I was. And um, and then from there, really connecting with human design as a tool to help not only me understand myself, but help everybody else understand themselves. And then within that, bringing in all the other stuff that I've spent time already learning. So it kind of comes in and melds together in sort of a intuitive process really like essentially it's been birthed um in a very intuitive kind of way just going oh okay I can see how that can fit and that can fit now I sort of did that before we met but it's accelerated since then because I can see the process and embrace the process more than than ever so so yes essentially now I you know help people to to really come to see who they truly are, love who they truly are, and, you know, then be empowered to go out and do whatever it is they want to do, essentially. Mm, I love that. And what I love so much is this ability to channel, right? So as a projector, we have we don't experience our own kind of source energy within the sacral like generators do we just have a direct connection and you and I when we get together and like like you said you know you've been working with me and it's actually been over a year and a half now that you've been working with me pretty intimately in my masterminds you're a graduate of magnificent mediumship and you're going through that again and you've even been able to come onto my team and um, join my business essentially by um, doing readings and such a contribution in the masterminds as well when it comes to the human design. But the channeling, when you first came to me, the channeling with the magnificent mediumship and also we, we had other um, evolutions together. We had quantum key, the mastermind. So you really, really dived in as that one three and like you've got the the expertise from your whole entire life, really, and the experience that you've had, the knowledge that you've gained. But this is a uniqueness that I have seen with you as we have channeled through, as I've held that space and you've been able to channel through your own modality creations, where it comes, where human design comes into it, but your own intuitive gifts. So just to give a little bit of background, when Marianne was first having uh, some one-to-one sessions with me, I remember one of the very first sessions and you were like, I can feel the pieces. I know these, these things, but I have this confusion because 
A, you had no idea about human design or what a self-projected predictor was, like it's quite unique. For those of you that don't know about human design, Marianne's authority is to listen to herself. It comes from the G-Center. Beautiful, beautiful human design chart she has. And then, like you said, as you were able to dive in and amplify and accelerate your own gifts, essentially be able to see yourself, and I'm a projector too, so of course there's a lot of mirroring going on. I'm actually getting goosebumps right now. You're actually able to download exactly what you're going to be bringing to the world. That is a thing Mm. that really really excites me so let's have a little talk about how magnificent mediumship and the channeling that you have and and I've got to say as well from 18 months ago when we were having those calls to now it is like literally 10 years worth of consistent growth <laughs> you quantum leapt would you agree oh you yes quantum leap. you know exactly who you are and where you're going now yes I I definitely have a sense of this is the direction. I mean, I think it was something that you said this week where, you know, we still only see that 1% of where we are actually in in the moment, but there's just this sense now that there isn't the confusion about the direction that I'm going in. And, you know, definitely like going into magnificent mediumship or working with you at all, for that matter, it was like, I don't know why I need to do this, but I just know that I do. Well, that was that was my G center actually directing me because that you know what what we've done together has become the next step in my personal evolution and the evolution of what I'm here to bring. And it's been like this, you know, this catalyst step. So it's not been just like a little little step. It's been, as you said, you know, massive amounts of growth you know the person I was at the end of 2020 is unrecognizable to me in 2022 you know that's that's how much has shifted is or to many other people as for example my sister tells me when when I say stuff and she says you would never have said that a few years ago would you I go well no probably not but you know this is the shift so so yes it's been quite incredible and in terms of the channeling like that's that's always been there because that's part of my design but I rejected it you know I thought oh okay this is my logical mind seeing that this is how things go together but no it wasn't it was just this knowingness where stuff would just come in and I'd go I know how that works now and it happened in, you know, all parts of my life. So so actually allowing myself to step in and see myself as an intuitive being, see myself as a channeler has changed, I think, the vibrancy of the, the channeling. It's changed the amount of channeling that I'm accepting because I'm just going, hey, brain, just go go for it. Let me know because I've got a defined head and Ajna, which is another, a little bit of a rarer design in human design as well. And it's kind of this one where I get, you know, all these impressions. So that conversation that we had where I can see all the pieces, yeah, I can see all these pieces in my head. And then 
if I just relax and let it come together, it comes together. If I overthink it, then it just like it's scattered and I can't bring it back together. So, so just understanding how all of that works has meant that, you know, things have come in so much quicker. I mean, even with understanding human design, I know, yes, I am a one three, which means I can take in information very deeply and very quickly, but I would go from, you know, speaking to someone about human design one week and the next week come back and all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, there's this next layer of understanding and I hadn't done any specific, you know, learning on that. It was just like, oh, there it is. I now know this stuff that I didn't know before. So, yeah, very interesting. Mm, I love that. And one of the things that we do in MM is I loved how you said relax into it and let that intuitive kind of expression land. And I and I loved how you explained with the one three and the defined head. You know, so much information is coming. You've got the pieces. I remember you using the word blocked quite a bit in one of our first sessions. You were like, I just feel blocked. But I know it's like you had all these pipes that you needed to clean out or something. And um and now when I look at you and when I speak to you and when I coach with you, I don't see any blocks. I see this light beam (laughs) I see this lighthouse a channel that comes from the purest purest integrity um authenticity and that is of why of course that um I invited you to come to be on um our team with Victoria Bond Consulting so really really fascinating how quickly you quantum leaped and accelerated by initially trusting that authority, which of course you didn't know you were a self-projected projector at the time, but this is the thing about human design. This is the thing about life. Sometimes we are living out in an aligned way and the human design is just here to guide us for what we already know. And I think that was a huge point for you as you, uh, I could see you, I could see your highest potentials because that's what I do. But for you to see you, right, and for you to hear me and recognize me telling you what I could see in you, right, is this this mirror effect um, and that recognition that all projectors require that recognition because it was simply you not being able to see yourself, but you knew somehow there was these pieces. So when you were able to relax into it, which is like I say, what we teach in EMM is to actually, you can't teach it. Like we we show you in EMM how to relax into it, how to be the channel, how to bring through light language, how to be the, the best expression of who you be. But again, it's completely different to me. So it's this exploration of self. And we, we can't teach that we, we can only guide that really. So that is what we do in EMM is that we guide that. And now you are doing that for others. You're helping others to recognize themselves, their highest potentials, understanding their blueprint, how it works in with their everyday life and with their families. I know you children are a big passion for you. And um, some of the stuff that we have channeled through and whilst we've been in session is big. So what are some of these like hairy audacious goals or should I say bigger visions that you would like to see for the world? Can we talk a little bit about that? Oh, yes, we can definitely talk a little bit about that. So I think, I mean, obviously one of the reasons why I've been a teacher for 35 years is because 
I am, you know, connected to children. I am, you know, concerned about, you know, them being allowed to be who they're meant to be. And that's also some of the frustration with being a teacher because you get locked into doing things in a fairly prescribed way and also viewing children in a fairly prescribed way, which human design essentially allowed me to have greater freedom in how to view children. So having said that, the biggest vision that I've got is around this realisation that if we bring this understanding of who each child is into the classroom and empower them to see themselves and give them the tools to be themselves, then we're actually setting them up to see their life as, you know, the the gift that it truly is. And so many of the kids that I, I teach can't see themselves as a gift at all. You know, their, their conditioning from their parents has meant that they're closed in and they can't see their potential. So, so my greatest vision is actually, you know, this revolution of change to the education system, taking it out of its, its very narrow view of how children are meant to be educated and just kind of exploding that. So, so that's kind of the big vision stuff where that, where that goes, how that comes into being is still not entirely clear yet, but it's, it's clear that that's part of what I'm here to do. And as, as part of that, um, at a more specific level, it's how do you teach children to actually know their human design? Because we can understand it at this adult level and go, oh, yeah, this is how it works. Well, how do we get, you know, children at, you know, the very early age to actually start to understand what, you know, it means to be a projector, what it means to you know, be emotional, what it means to have all of these different things. So so at the moment that's that's sort of the 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 seed of the idea of that has been coming through. So I've sort of got got um some books in the works for kids essentially and maybe some other things coming out of that that are going to really, you know, in a very entertaining way, in a very, you know, easy way for them to connect, just help them to understand what human design actually is so that then they can go, oh, well, I am a projector. This is how I'm going to work. This is why this happens to me, you know, when I'm with my friends or whatever and just kind of change that pathway. So that that's sort of the children's side of things. But then, as I said before, you know, basically my ultimate purpose here is to empower others through empowering myself so obviously my pathway is around how I'm empowering myself but the other things that I've been channeling through are around how to help people to you know understand their fears understand their emotions understand you know their their motivators I suppose and see them in a different way you know, work with them, release what's not serving them so that they can actually become empowered. And, and the biggest tool of that is human design, but with all of these other things that, you know, come into that. So so that's already 
growing through the channeling where I've sort of had, you know, different parts of this process come through. And we've also talked about that. We've kind of had a bit of expansion on that during our sessions. But it's, you know, essentially taking people from knowing human design and giving them the freedom to actually start at that base level, that foundation. This is who I am. And then start to work through um, basically beginning to align with that energy because there's certain parts of our chart that we will just naturally have in our life, but it's not necessarily in an aligned way because in life, which comes through in our charts, there is polarity within everything or scales of polarity. You know, we're moving between two points. And this is what comes through in the chart. You can see the highest potential and you can see the lowest energy potential. So a lot of the stuff that I'm doing is working around how do we actually move ourselves closer to that highest potential and just take what is of benefit at the lower end because, you know, fears are there for a reason. But they're not there to cripple us, they're to actually help us to take action in some way. So, you know, as an example. So that that's kind of where that's going, which will probably end up ultimately being some kind of a training program because I even being having people inviting me to, you know, do more education for them and that kind of thing. So we'll see. We'll see where that ends up. But that's kind of the overview. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, and I've, I've always seen the children thing for you. I know you're a school teacher, but it's like I know that our one-to-one sessions have been so huge like the channeling when we get together has been so huge and like you say I don't know how this is gonna come together but you're definitely 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 the catalyst for starting something and and you may not be the only one starting this in the education system with human design of course but there's these these yeah these these golden drops these golden nuggets that you are like threading through the the world or something you're doing something and I could see that as we go to that lighthouse and then that light is just shining 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 um love the idea of the the like the books for the kids um and I know you know I only found out about human design a few years ago and I've done the trainings and all the things and obviously introduced it to all of my clients because that's how I can be the best coach I can be uh But the biggest thing that I've noticed for myself is understanding my children's charts, even at a basic level, like my managing uh, emotional uh, three, six daughter, you know, um, I know that if she is, because she has waves because of the divine solar plexus, I know that if she's like, mommy, I'm sad, or uh, she does go to sadness quite often. And I understand that that sadness is her wave. There's nothing to fix. There's nothing to save. It's just like you said, how can we support them in the highest expression to understand them? And this is where the life coaching comes through and the teaching comes through and all of the other modalities that we've ever done comes through because you don't just go and get a human design reading, right? When you get that reading, you need to be applying the tools to like the coaching models to basically 
to actually do the empowerment to understand and ultimately to become more conscious and more of the self. So I noticed with my daughter, rather than being like, you're all right, you know, you're all right. Or when my, when my son runs off and he's hooting and howling, like I say, and he's like, he, he gets tears and he starts getting angry and he's, he's a many gen as well, a two, four non-emotional. So he's a sacral. Um, he amplifies everything in the house. And I mean, he amplifies, he's loud. And then my husband, who's got a defined solar plexus, he gets frustrated with the hooting and the howling. And he's kind of like going into the room to say, hey, mate, you just can't be yelling. And I'm like, you just need to get away from him because he's amplifying you. (laughs) So the dynamics in a family setting and with children, and I dare say in classrooms, I'm not a school teacher, but I can be in a classroom for 10 minutes and go, whoa, I need to go detox. Like there's a lot going on in there. So hats off to all school teachers, but it's fascinating and life-changing. And one of the things that I noticed, um, and sorry to the, those listening, if you've heard the story before, but one of the things that I noticed as a projector mum of manifest generators is that these guys, they didn't sleep. They didn't actually have proper routines And I was aware that I couldn't put them into particular types of routines when they were babies. So I actually got overstimulated, overwhelmed. I actually threw myself into this deep, what they call postnatal depression. Um, But now I'm actually thinking maybe I was just actually firing up off their sacral energy. Maybe I was mirroring them or they were mirroring me. And this is so important when it comes to the educating of the children and ourselves, when we understand if our children are emotional or not emotional, you know, even to the basics of what their energy type is, I think it's huge. I think it's really huge and the authority. So I do love the personality profiles as well. I find them extremely accurate uh, for myself as a coach. I can read people really, really just like a star sign, right? You can, you kind of, you can pick it up with those, that personality profile. But yeah, I I find that human design with my parenting and in my relationship with my husband, I never understood why he was so like thoughtful and took ages to reply to anything I asked him because I'm fast I'm splenic I'm like let's go let's go let's go let's bounce (laughs) and by the time he replies I'm out the door because I'm like sorry I'm like five things topics ahead now um but now understanding the different energy types and the emotional the authority and how how we work has been life-changing so imagine what this could do for a bunch of kids who have been thrown into a classroom and learning off the one teacher um and be massive last night we went in the mastermind we did a paranormal seeding exercise and you were a part of it Marianne and we went to the point where we were seeded into the fetus because apparently in human design I think it is it four or six months where the soul so it's so it's 88 days before that you get your design roughly 88 days is what they say but yeah i always go about about 3 months before you were born is essentially where that soul is seeded into us and it's quite an important part because that's representing those you know deepest deepest levels of ourselves so that 
innate almost DNA level is what happens at that point in time. And then we have, you know, where we're at when we're born, what's happening energetically at that time as well. But, yeah, it's, it's essentially 88 days. Mm, so, yeah, around about six months. So, yes, it was that, that conscious and the unconscious, which is super important when it comes to human design because we are unconsciously living all the time. But we, if we understand where we are unconscious, then we put our consciousness to it and it becomes kind of, oh, amazing. Okay. I didn't even know I did that. Um, so we went through this, this paranormal seeding process to visualize when we came down and seeded. And then of course, when we were an infant, an 18 month old, a four-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old and early 20s, all the things we went through that process and the amount of conditioning that we have during those times, I mean all ages, but this is just what we did last night, of course, in the mastermind, um, was phenomenal. And as we grew, we started forgetting more and more and more and more and more where we were seated from and our mission. So we actually did um, this beautiful nearly retrieval of self last night. And I believe that's what we are doing as we are awakening. And I think human design is a beautiful tool for awakening and it, because it's showing us the blueprint essentially of our mission, which mm -hmm. I think is phenomenal. So I just wanted to, to share that piece there because I know how obviously I brought it into magnificent mediumship, all of my coaching, because in anyone that comes into my reality, if they're going to be any type of part in my life, whether it's my coach or if I'm coaching somebody else, I'm like, okay, we, I just need to have a look at your chart to see how we're going to marry together because <laughs> it's a big thing, right? So imagine if all your, you knew all your kids charts in your room, imagine that. Yes, it would it would be quite amazing. And if and if they kind of knew even, oh, you know, this kid's a projector, this kid's, you know, a generator or whatever, you know, they're emotional or they're non-emotional, even knowing some of those key things. So me knowing that, but the kids knowing it as well, would create a greater level of change because you're at least coming from a point of understanding. And I mean that that's what I find anyway when when you talk to someone about what's in their chart, so even at that reading level, there's enough information there for that to actually create or turn the key so they can go, oh, okay, well, if I'm like this, then that changes how I relate to other people. You know, if I'm taking in their emotions and amplifying it, I'm not, you know, this drama queen or whatever then that, that's a huge thing. And to know that the emotions that are coming in are someone else's. So it, that makes a change for us at an adult level. So kids understanding that and then being able to work with that through their life and perhaps having, having a greater understanding of how to align with themselves so that the conditioning, I mean, it's still going to be there because we're conditioned by being 3D humans, but being able to navigate through that is very powerful. And, you know, understanding each other is really the key to human design. It's it's saying, well, yes, you, you know, you're this human being, but you're part of this whole global picture, this whole global picture of energy and how we're all meant to connect together. I mean, if we were all aligned, 
wow, the energetic power that we would have in this world would be phenomenal. But we're not, unfortunately. But that's my mission, to get as many people into that understanding and that alignment as possible. Mm. And we're seeing books that are coming out now for empaths, you know, children's books for empaths and all that type of stuff, which I think is huge. I do feel like there is this, although we are trying to be a 5D reality and drop labels, I believe that some of them are being replaced with more labels. I'm seeing this happening around me as a projector. I'm going, okay, so they're saying you're not allowed to do this, but then they've, they've, I won't say any of the things that I'm actually seeing. I don't want to um, rub up anyone the wrong way, but label with label. Um, kind of interesting and in how people have got these attachments to particular words. So I love some of the tools of just the interesting point of view. You know, everybody just has an interesting point of view, whatever the belief is or whatever their opinion is. If we don't go into conflict or resistance and reaction or even alignment and agreement, you know, as, as long as we, we're not actually trying to make anything solid, and that's the same with human design. I see we can we can do whatever the hell we want to do with things, but people start getting a bit culty and they start getting a bit attached. We see this in all modalities. I'm not like um, pointing at any in particular, every single one. Um I know there's all these rules and regulations, even with Reiki, right? You have to have this and this and this and this and charge around about this. And then you've got to, if you're a Reiki master, then you've got to essentially hold all of those Reiki students for the rest of their life. And I've talked to one of my really good friends about that. And I've gone, so you're a mate Reiki. Oh, sorry. I'm a Reiki master, but she's a Reiki teacher. So I'm like, so you've got to hold everybody, all of your students forever kind of thing and I'm just like that doesn't work for me <laughs> I'm a projector I'm a three five I'm the breaker of bonds and the creator of bonds um but this is what I think we need to start changing going forward and I think the keys are within the children because our children are continuously giving us the information that we need and we're seeing the behavior going crazy in some areas we're seeing the additional needs there's another thing we can't call it special needs anymore it's additional needs we see that um flaring we're seeing i know with my son he has huge amounts of these this food stuff going on and he's always got tummy aches and sore throat and i'm like okay you take him to a naturopath don't make it wrong he's just a sensitive being but listen to the child and i think we just have to find that balance and realize that we're not all none of us are fully conscious. <laughs> you know, we all have points of views and beliefs and limitations and mistaken beliefs, and we can clean it and clean it and clean it and clean it. And there's always going to be more to clean. And this is the beauty about being human. This is the experience, the experiment. And this is what I love about how Ra Ra Ru always says it's an experiment. Don't get hung up on the system because the system is here to help you not have a system. So now that I know I'm a projector, rather than going, I'm a projector, I'm a projector, I'm a projector, and using it as an excuse or um, what pedestaling myself or anything like that, I'm just like, I understand that I may not be able to keep up with my sister who is a mini-gen. And she understands that she may need, she needs to get more energy out. So rather than me going, why do you have to exercise three hours a day? And rather than her saying, why the hell are you always tired? 
we just know that we are different. And if we could bring that to our children, because they are more conscious than we are, because they have not had as much conditioning. And that's what we experienced last night in that paranormal seeding exercise was at 18 months old, that conditioning is starting to rank up, ramp up because the conditioned love is coming in. You want love from me? Be cute. Don't be naughty, right? We get this these deep condition, even at school. You know, you're doing well. Or what about the ADHD kids? I was always out the window. Victoria, Victoria, concentrate. I had this one amazing teacher and he kept saying, hey, Victoria, come back. And I'd just come back. And he never told me off. And I always am so grateful for that. <laughs> come back, look at the blackboard. Okay, thank you. Because I was out the window daydreaming. So I was probably overwhelmed and tired. I probably needed a nap, right? Being a projector. So what else is possible with creating more consciousness? by being an allowance of the unconscious as well and making everything just an interesting point of view without the negativity attached or I'm right, you know, don't call him a him, call him a they or instead of us trying to program our kids in particular ways, what if we just were an allowance and in question? So that's just kind of an interesting point of view (laughs) yeah well I I think that's the way that we're meant to be going you know we're sort of heading towards what in human design you know 2027 is kind of the date there but there's this energy within the world at the moment that is around some kind of a an energy change And I think some of the things that we're seeing where it's like, you know, this label, that label, this system, that system, all of those kinds of things, it's about trying to keep the old energy alive. So we need to, you know, keep keep this system exactly the way it was because that's the way it has to be. But, you know, that's that's just a point of view, isn't it? You know, and with with human design obviously i've been trained but i don't cling to the training and my perspective is guided by what i've downloaded it's also guided by the people that i work with and trying to see life from their perspective which gives you a much broader way of looking at it so you know Everything that is within our world, we are conditioned by. You know, there is always a perspective that you can hold on to for grim death or you can let it go and see what else is possible. And, of course, you know, there's there's all the things that we have around fear when we have uncertainty happening. And there's this uncertainty energy, I think, that's around at the moment. So, So that's kind of ramping up fear a little bit. And when people get fearful, well, they, they go to what feels safe. And often rules and structures and things like that are safe. But that's that's the old paradigm was built on creating this platform of, you know, rules and structures and hierarchy so that you could get out of the dark ages essentially and get into this era of being able to explore ideas and really get into the the you know the beauty of the 3d i suppose you know all of the the material beauty that we have 
But we're now kind of going beyond that. It's now time for us to actually go, you know, as an individual, who am I? Who am I going to put out into the world? So it's kind of that that sort of shift. But we can get caught up, you know, in all of those different sorts of things. You know, we're all all guilty of that. We all have our perspectives and our points of view. But it's useful to just have that awareness of it is just a point of view. So, yeah, that, that was what I would say on, on that. But it's kind of interesting seeing it unfold and looking at, at it from the perspective of, you know, there is this energetic change happening. So, you know, let's not get caught up in trying to hold too tightly to things. What happens when we let it go? There's a beauty in that as well. Mm. And it's scary. It is, and this is what I say all the time. And I've got to define spleen because I'm splenic. So fear is, you know, part of my life. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's definitely a part of my life. And I don't know if other people are in fear because I only know my own spleen and my own fear, but I can feel everybody's emotions. Um, I took this morning, I was in my house and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so much emotions. I don't know whose they are. They're not mine because I come out to my uh, studio and I had no emotions. I'm like, cool, come and collected. But I always have that fear. And it just depends on what expression that I'm um, holding at the time and all the things. But it's fascinating because we hold on, like you said, to the attachments of what we know. And one of the things that I work with, and I know you work with as well, is the breaking of the old pattern that's keeping you looping and one of the energy clearings that I have created for MM is eliminate and dissolve projections expectations contracts and loops throughout all time spaces and dimensions because we are multi-dimensional beings and to think that we are just human is this oh, that is the the biggest lie manipulation projection that's ever been seen but like you said the system that was put in place was to actually essentially help us for even the churches and all of that stuff religion all of the control systems that have been put in place not saying that all churches are of control but they were put in place to serve us so mm. it was a like a with the generator right it's like the stair step and it's a generator world. So it's a stair-step system. And now we've come into this place where I've got people that were coming to me two years ago for a coaching session or for a, a Reiki or a bars or a reading or whatever. And now they're starting their own businesses online, doing what I did for them years ago. And it's blowing my mind because these people didn't even know about spirit or spirit guides or human design. We are activating people. And they will go on and they will activate more people. It's this awakening. And that's why I call my my, my podcast Awakening because, oh, Awakened, sorry. <laughs> but the reason why I do that is because everything is about awakening. Mm. And the ego, so for everyone I notice, um, a lot of people I notice, they will go through a process of the hierarchy because we're still trying to attach to the different elements of the past system. It's a matrix, right? It's like, I don't want to be in the matrix, but I want to be in the matrix. I don't want to be, but I want to be. <laughs> Do I want to know the truth? And so they go into this 5D realm, but they can't hold it for too long because they're so indoctrinated into the 3D. So they actually attach back into, they plug back into the 3D of ego, 
of hierarchy of the system and they're, they're filtering it through into this 5D, but not realizing that it's actually of the 4D. So there's this whole, I know that doesn't sound very, I know what you, you know what I mean, Marianne, but it's not very, it's not very linear. So it's this three, four, 5D experience, but to be in 5D is to literally have no points of views. To be in the 5D is to be pure love. This is what children bring. Children are of that 5D and with their, when they are saying anything, you'd notice this, Marianne, when they're saying anything and it's a point of view or a judgment, you know it's not them saying it. It is actually that projection that they have taken on from mum or dad, nana, whoever. So it fascinates me, this awakening process and the sneaky little 4D. <laughs> it's sneaky. It's sneaky because the ego comes in goes, hey, mate, you've been in the 5D for too long. Come back and, you know, and, and it, it starts nearly sabotaging it to bring you back into the three. So I really believe that we have to be graceful in the process as we are shifting paradigms. And like you said, right now, and, you know, coming up to 2027, we are, we're fast right now. We are fast. And all those light beings are like, keep going. You're doing it. You're doing a great job. And actually allow yourself to notice the ego. Don't push it away. Say, come, I will message my friends and go, I think I'm in my ego right now. Just need to do an ego check. What do you think about this? And they'll go, yeah, absolutely. That's your ego. Go align. Thank you. <laughs> you have people that you trust in this world, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you as a line five definitely need people that you can trust. So, yeah. but I, I, I'm just going to kind of go back to, to your comment about the defined spleen where you're going, yes, you've got your, your fears. So what I have an undefined spleen along with many undefined centers. So to be a self-projected projector, you can only be defined from the G center up, essentially. So I am. I'm defined from the G center up with those four centers. Everything else is open. So I actually feel the fears that everyone else is is feeling. So if you can imagine, you know, during the height of COVID hysteria, what it was like to just kind of step outside your door, you almost got swept away with that that emotion I had to kind of anchor into you know into myself and into being grounded to actually make it through so so whether you're feeling your own fears or you're feeling someone else's fears you know fear is part of the lessons that we're you know here to kind of work through like if we can't work our way through our own fears or face our fears and go oh hey fear you know let's go for a little journey then you know we're going to be stuck where that fear keeps us essentially that's my point of view anyway so but yeah I just thought I'd add in that you know for those people who've got an undefined spleen you're experiencing fear but you're basically experiencing the fears of those people around you with a defined spleen so there is that awareness to have as well so whenever I go on an excursion with kids that's a bit scary I know I'm going to be feeling all their fears it's quite overwhelming so, but useful to know. Mm. And it's the same with that solar plexus as well. Um, 
Um, last night I was at the dinner table and because I'm open and so is my son and husband and daughter are defined and I can feel their waves. I was literally sitting there and my daughter said, I've got to message my friend. And we're in the middle of dinner. And I said, what? And I, I was very frustrated, right? Because I'm feeling her feelings. So I wasn't like, oh yeah, whatever, babe, just do it later. I was like, what? Why? And I, I could hear myself. I was like, I've got, I've got an attitude. Why do I have an attitude? Like, this isn't a big deal. I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling her. And she didn't say anything because she's kind of quiet like her dad. And I was like, I don't understand why you feel like you need to ring your friend right now in the middle of dinner. And she just kept eating. And I was like, okay, whatever. And she just went quiet. So I forgot about it. And then later she comes up to me before my mastermind call, like two minutes before. And she goes, I'm really worried that my friend is not talking to me because we were playing and we were running away from her and we were pranking her, pretending we were best friends and they were chasing us and it was so much fun. And I was like, oh, she couldn't feel. She couldn't feel because she's got her own defined emotions. So she's in her own emotions. She couldn't feel that her friend was actually, even though she was smiling and running around, she had to take it by face value. She had no idea that her friend was actually feeling emotional about it and being thinking, please stop. Just let me play with you. This isn't fun for me. So her friend later on said to her, I'm really disappointed because you hurt my feelings. That was mean when you were running away. And my daughter was like, are you kidding? We were playing a game. That was so much fun. I don't understand. You were smiling. So it's kind of interesting where if I was running away from my friends as a joke and my friend was feeling emotional about it, I would feel that. And I would stop and I'd say, oh, I'm hang on, what's going on here? You know, um, I can pick that up very quickly or amplify, or I would get overly emotional and not know why if, if I hadn't had that information. So it was very interesting. I said, okay, I'm going to have to teach you somehow. Obviously I was just about to jump on a call, but I need to look at your chart and see how you can actually understand your friend and her emotions, because obviously she was clearly, even though she was smiling and laughing and playing somewhere inside, she was emotional about it. And my daughter could not see that because she is emotional herself. And I used to say to my husband, can't you feel me? And I'd, I'd like yell at him. This is like a long, like 10, 15 years ago, I'd yell at him and go, oh my God, I, how do you not feel me? How do you not know that I'm really, I'd be like overly emotional and he would come up to me and, hey babe, and want to kiss me or cuddle me or talk to me. And I'm like, I've got tears running down my eyes right now. I'm not okay. And you can't even feel me. And I thought we were just broken, but he can't feel my emotions because he feels his own. But I could feel every single little thing about him. They're amplifying, like you said, the amplifying of the fear. Mine's the amplifying of the emotions. And the other day I was sitting there and I turned to him and I said, and I was feeling that frustration again. And I don't naturally feel frustration because I'm a projector. And I said, is everything okay with you? And he goes, I'm a little bit nervous about tomorrow because he was going to a special event for his car and it was a big deal and da, da, da. And I said, okay. So for the next 12 hours, you're just going to have to stay away from me because I can feel everything. And he's just sitting there on the couch, just like my daughter was sitting there eating her dinner. They don't seem to be worried. And I feel it like it's this big, massive deal. So this is why I think it's really important for us to be able to understand each other, especially in the family unit, 
because we're together so long. And I mean, in the classroom, you're also together for so long as well. And it doesn't surprise me that children are coming to school and crying and going, oh, like it's, it's so much. My daughter used to cry all the time. She didn't want to go to school. It was too much for her. She couldn't handle it. It was just overwhelming. So we actually homeschooled her for six months. We changed school as we moved town and it's a completely different dynamic and she loves it. So you've got to think, well, was it the teachers, the students, the feng shui? You know, it's this kind of accumulation of the collective. Because when we get together as a collective, I mean, the charts all change, don't they? So anyway, just wanted to, as a mum with children, emphasize it's when you say the amplifying of the spleen and the amplifying of the um, solar plexus, it's a real thing to the point where I will sleep alone most nights if I can, because otherwise I wake up and I'm so lost in emotions. <laughs> who I am. Yes, exactly. And I mean, this, this is that awareness that you get, even from understanding your chart, you know, even if you don't know exactly what, you know, someone in your family's charts like, because I mean, it's actually useful to find out what your parents' charts are like as well. So you can kind of track what your conditioning from say, you know, zero to seven-ish was most likely like. But, you know, even even not being able to tap into that awareness of what you're taking in from other people is empowering, you know, and going, you know, I mean, I used to think I was an emotional wreck and obviously be in a classroom with like 25 to 30 kids, you'd sort of have to shut that down because you can't, can't be, you know, showing a whole lot of emotion and reacting to emotion. But I'd come home and, and kind of go, there's something seriously wrong with me well, no, there wasn't. I just didn't know how to release all of their emotional energy. Now that I do, I come home, I let it go, and then I'm back to being me again. So, you know, having having your own understanding is big. You know, it changes how you relate to people, which is a conversation that I was having with someone yesterday. You know, they were basically in a conflict situation with someone and they just sort of had a little bit of pause time which is also part of their design but you know they just naturally did it and they're going oh maybe if I do it this way and you know she she went back into the situation and changed how she related to that person so she knows her design and you know she just changed up the words and the situation was dealt with in like five minutes where it had been escalating before that. So sometimes just going, oh, is there a different way that I can approach this? And why am I having elevated emotions? You know, what am I learning about the person from that elevation of fear or, you know, the ups and downs of their emotions or even, you know, that that sort of push to get stuff done aimlessly which we can get from, you know, the undefined root and the undefined sacral centre. So just understanding all of that stuff, you can actually, you know, knowledge really does become power in how you go through life if you understand what's happening energetically in your world, I think. Mm, I think that's huge. And just being able to say to my daughter, sweetie, you're probably just in a bit of a wave 
You're allowed to feel whatever you want to feel. Would you like a cuddle? What would you like to do? That's all I do. And with my son, if he's like really amplifying, I say, maybe you should just kind of take yourself out of the house or into your room and just go have a little bit of a cleanse of your aura, go play with your crystals or something. And he's seven and he's had crystals his whole life because he, he's been drawn to them and he always has selenite around him um, because I can be guaranteed because I spend a lot of time in my studio and I can guarantee you that while he's in amongst two, um, you know, solar plexus authorities that he is amplifying something and it always comes across that he's the one who's being loud or creating disruption, disruption, but he's actually not. He's just amplifying feelings and it comes out in so many ways. I think understanding your chart is essential um, because when I tell people that I sleep alone most nights, probably honestly, like I would say 70% of the time I sleep alone. Um, sometimes I sleep with my daughter, sometimes I sleep with my husband. Um, <laughs> the only person I would actually like to sleep with is my son because he, I just don't wake up feeling emotions because he's got an open solar plexus, <laughs> but, um, he wriggles too much. So I essentially just thought, well, maybe there's something wrong with me and I'm, maybe I'm meant to be living alone, but I'm like, no, I'm a projector who needs to clean out, who holds space for hundreds of people, um, online and, yeah, it's we've got to clean up that aura. We've got to clean it out and understand ourselves. And if we can understand those basic fundamentals, you don't need to know, you don't need to be a human design reader, but if you could have a reading with someone like yourself and, you know, I've got all the charts of my kids and stuff and actually just go, okay, what are the basics about, you know, my relationship with my husband and my children and how can I hold space for that particular authority, like my daughter, I can't push her for an answer on anything because she's an emotional. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I used to be like, okay, Ellie, do you want to go? Let's go. And she'd be like, um, I don't know. And I'd be like, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> and I learned about human design. I was like, ask her tomorrow with my son. He's like, I want it now. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, buddy. <laughs> so we need to understand if my husband goes, oh my gosh, let's do this thing. I go, that sounds great, babe sleep on it and tomorrow we'll make that decision. So I know how to talk to people and and my clients and my friends. And I just think it that system without making it a rule gives you understanding and understanding, like you said, knowledge is power. Mm, exactly. And it's and it really is, you know, how can you use this knowledge to actually make your life better rather than to constrict your life. So, you know, anything that you you know connect with and connections are fine but anything you connect with should give you that energy of I'm expanding and this is you know freeing me rather than this is contracting me so if it, if you're getting the feeling that it's contracting you know ask yourself if it is if it is actually something that you want to have in your life or is there a changing perspective you need around it as well so yes that's perfect advice um, with the light and expensive or the heavy and contracted because quite often people are, oh, I need to do this and I need to do this. And they've just made another rule, which they've been trying to release. And that's like, we've been speaking about is the rules kind of covering the rules. And it's like, well, would it create more for me to do this or, or whatever? Um, and being graceful because they do say it takes seven years to align. And, you know, I'm only, 
really like we can be aligned daily but to really live as your pure design um you have to be consciously aware of of your your thoughts and your actions and your beliefs that are coming up and i've only been consciously aligning to my design every single day for about 18 months every single day and i i believe i've just started right so people go why am i not aligned when they've known about hd for two minutes and i'm like wow There's a lot of deconditioning to do. So that's why coming back to the very beginning of this conversation, seeing your growth, Marianne, from like just over 18 months ago, the quantum leap, because of, I want to say, the work that you've put in, because of the awarenesses, that because of that beautiful one line, investigating yourself as a self-projector projector, we can do this fast, right? We can. Yes. And, and, I, and I think I think the seven years is one of those rules, to be honest. Right. Yeah, it, it's like there's lots of layers within that when you actually take in more HD knowledge. It's it's not not actually necessarily all about, you know, you have have to wait seven years to become truly aligned. There's actually other things within there that go in at a deeper level. So I won't go into because, you know, it's kind of <laughs> quite intense. But but essentially it's like seven years for you to be able to get that perspective to see where you're fitting into the conditioning of the of the collective world, essentially. So so that gives you that that seven years to actually release those chains. But do you really need that? I don't think so necessarily in this present world where we are definitely all of us capable of this you know quantum growth Mm. so you know it it really does become that you know that perspective so I think you know it's one of those rules my philosophy is let's explore is it really seven years what can happen? Let's see. You know, you're not exactly. going to exactly. And when was that rule made? That rule made have been made 20 years ago, and we are we are evolving fast, like lightning, right now. I I suspect it would have been part of the original transmission from from Ra. So that was what eight 1989 mm. around that time. You know, like that that sort of time period. So that's a long time, and the world itself has changed a lot since then as well. And you know, the rules that are in place were put in place for what he called, um, you know, essentially people living in a not-self world. So, you know, I think that we're evolving beyond that anyway. So the rules probably change. But my perspective is, yeah, let's explore. Does this rule actually work? Or can we just blow it out of the water? Yeah, and just to give ourselves the grace um like when I say people get frustrated when they don't know things, especially the one threes. I, I've got I can't lie. I get a lot of one threes that are frustrated that they they don't have every part of knowledge of everything right now. Uh, especially if they're in their frustration, if they're a generator or bitterness as a as a projector. So it's like be graceful in any process of deconditioning. You know, I I know that I've got a lot of deconditioning to do. But I remember saying to an access consciousness teacher like seven years ago, do you think I'm conscious? I didn't know what the word conscious meant. And they just said, well, what do you think about that? And I didn't even realize that I hadn't even unplugged yet, right? And it's kind of interesting because I'm like, the more I know, the less I know. And I always say to be conscious is to know nothing. And there's, I 
I put my hands up and I'm like, I do know not, I don't know anything, right? And I, I anything that I do attach to, I'm like, maybe I could deattach and see what else comes from that. And it's scary because it's like those attachments have been our security for so long in this matrix experience. So um, I think we must be brave and surrender and celebrate. And like you say, explore, like what can we explore and experiment with that is of joy, not constriction, expansion. Mm. And, and I think no matter what your design is, you, you don't have to kind of lock yourself into a particular way of doing things, you know, because there's certain parts of human design where it will say, well, this, you know, this gate, this is your perspective or whatever. Well, really? Is it possible that there's another perspective on that? You know, so so I, I, I don't believe that you have to lock yourself into anything. But, you know, that's my line three, which I embrace so much more now that I'm more aligned and I just go, well, let's just see. How does that all happen? Oh, I gotta love those threes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very aware of my three, and um, I, it's the same thing with the projectors and the generators, the manifest generators, the you know reflectors, the manifestors, whatever. All of them. It's the same thing. It's like I'm only meant to work three hours a day, right, and rest in between and stuff. That doesn't necessarily work for me. Sometimes people have these blanket ideas, and sometimes I worked twelve hours the other day. I got up at like six and I literally stopped working at nine and I had a couple of gaps. Why did I do that? Because I had shit to get done and that was the time to do it. I've already written in my book for three hours today um, and I'll be having three days off, but then who's to say if I'm going to have a 40 hour week or a 10 hour week or a four hour week. So I get to choose what I want to do in a way that I want to do it. And any type of rules of three hours a day, um, doesn't work for me it makes me feel like I want to throw up like please don't tell me how to do what I need to do you know so I might be working at 11 o'clock at night or up at four in the morning writing out a program because that's how I work I'm splenic right so we have to understand that the curiosity that we have to listen to our authority to listen to what we want not follow rules mm. so I love how you brought all that up yeah, and, and I mean, essentially that is the human design experiment because the, the point of human design is that we are all individuals. You know, yes, there's these different labels that you can put on that can give you a certain sense of understanding the broader aspect of you, but ultimately you're not like any other person. So even talking about, you know, twins, they're not the same people because, and, it, and that can even be if they've got totally identical charts, they're still not the same people because they've been conditioned in different ways. And conditioning is not always bad. Conditioning is just what it is. And it's about what can you learn from this, you know, because, you know, my conditioning has made me who I am at this point in time. Would I have discovered you if it wasn't for my conditioning? No, because that's part of my journey. But it's also part of my journey now to go, well, what, you know, aspects of myself are in the lower energy and are not truly in alignment with me? You know, is it ready to let them go? So, yeah, just just another kind of perspective on, on that. But, you know, it's, it's interesting how we really do get trapped into labels and it is all about that safety. You know, we want to feel safe so, you know, we get get trapped into you know 
I'm a projector, so I can only work like this. Well, you know, I'm a teacher. A teacher doesn't just work three hours a day and I'm still able to come into alignment. So, you know, it is all just perspective. Yeah, that's huge. And also with the twins thing, because I think that's fascinating. I was just sitting with that and I was like, yeah, it's really interesting because if you've got two twins, got the same charts, right? Um, they're going to receive everything differently from how their mum is like, hello. Like they're going to, one of them may be feeling um, a particular emotion and the other one might be feeling another emotion from the mum. There might be mixed emotions, right? And then so everything you're being conditioned the minute. I mean, I think even quite possibly in the womb, actually. I, I think my belief is that that's the case, particularly if you've got, you know, your your soul embedded at, you know, that sort of roughly six-month time frame. Well, you know, that's a conscious being within the womb, isn't it? So yeah. you know, you've got a good three months of listening to everything. Hearing stuff and relating to stuff. So, yeah, I mean, the conditioning starts before we're born. Mm. And yeah, it just continues. And, you know, yes, we think of twins as, you know, being these identical things. And this has come up because I, I regularly teach twins for some reason. I don't know why that is, but I've taught quite a few through few lots of twins across the, the time. I've got got a set of twins in my class at the moment. But I've also had a couple of clients who who have been a twin. And, you know, their chart has been identical to their twin and it's like well why are we different people well you know that's that's only the the starting point of who you are you your human design chart is what you came into this world with it's not who you're going to be in its entirety you know it's it's only one aspect of that so that's why you kind of look at all different things rather than you know, just sort of getting caught in really focusing on one particular thing. So, it, you know, it's always useful to keep that perspective as, you know, I'm I'm on my journey through life, stuff's happening, so this is making me who I am. Mm. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Your wisdom is always delightful and fascinating to me I love it so much I love having you in my vortex and I loved having you in MM I'm I'm glad that you're in it again I love having you in the masterminds I love having you on my team and if anyone wants to have a reading with you um, I know you offer so many amazing things and there's much more to come where can we find you so probably on Facebook is the easiest way to find me. So that is as um, Living by Your Design and also Facebook group, which is Living by Your Human Design. So you can kind of search for me there and um, I always respond to messages and whatever. So reach out. It's all good. Beautiful. People can also check the show notes uh, to find Marianne's details. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute honor. Thank you everybody for listening and we will see you next time. Hey guys, it's Victoria again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode with Marianne Till. 
If you are interested in doing the Magnificent Mediumship Certification, please check out the link in the show notes. We are taking people now for the February 2023 intake. Magnificent Mediumship is not just about learning mediumship. It is about expanding your consciousness, creating more impact in the world, and aligning to who you truly be. So if that is you, please reach out, go check out that link, and we'll see you soon. Listening to today's episode, I trust that you got those golden nuggets that you required to shift your consciousness, to expand your awareness, and to turn up your capacity. I invite you to share this podcast with anyone that you feel would benefit from it and also share the golden nuggets that you have learned with your friends, family and of course clients. You can contact me if there's anything that you want to specifically share with me and or if there's anything you want me to specifically share on the podcast. You can check out the show notes and find me on my socials and myself or my team will get back to you. My heart to yours. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you soon.